0: Hello, and welcome to Liberate Your Soul, a podcast designed to quiet the inner imposter, awaken you to truths known within all of us so that you can discover your purpose, heal heart wounds, and find where you fit in to feel whole and allow you to make positive, lasting impact on the world. I'm your host, Kelly Pierce, a certified business and personal coach. I help top performers find their authentic selves in order to come from a confident decision making place. As a fellow seeker, I have found that liberating the soul enables anyone to transition from anxiety to acceptance. It is my hope to provide you with inspiration and tools to help you feel confident, joyful, and loved. To learn more or to connect with me, go to www.quantumhighways.com. Hello and welcome back to Liberate Your Soul. It's been a little while since I've done a really off-the-cuff kind of Just ripping sort of podcast episode, and I'm just hanging out, you guys. Me and you. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some paradoxes and some thoughts I've been having and why it's okay not to have it figured out just yet. Why it's okay to let things fall into place and when things feel a little bit disheveled and kind of up in the air. It's really just waiting for gravity to let things fall into place. (laughs) We'll go with that. Um, I wanted to start this off by saying old soul, young heart. And I think about my closest friends and the people who are dearest to me that I spend the most time with and the ones who we can sit down and look at each other and just giggle and we can quite literally just go for a walk and look at nothingness like seemingly clouds in the sky or butterflies or birds or people walking by and we can just dissolve in a fit of giggles and I don't know what it is about the young at heartness that we have, this lightness that we carry about our countenances that makes me know that we have the oldest souls. If you follow the Dalai Lama, you know that he constantly giggles and it's one of my favorite traits about him. He just like has this cute little (laughs) little giggle and I didn't really know much about him as an individual until I was in my adult years, maybe within the last 15 years, um, personally, but I watch him sometimes cause he does live streams on social media and it's really cool to watch him just give this enlightened wisdom. And then he just has this so, uh, humble, countenance just this beautiful way about him where he's like oh you know and he just kind of gives the giggle and it's so beautiful and it reminds me of my friends and the people who are closest to me and myself just yucking it up over the silliest most cheesiest goofy stuff and it's so simplistic when I was a little girl I had this really nice old man in my neighborhood and he had a German Shepherd and he sort of took pity on me because I would oftentimes be outside and I would be outside alone playing in my yard. Sometimes I would have my little guinea pig. Sometimes I would have my cat. But I was about six years old, maybe seven, and he would ask if I could go for a walk with him and I, of course, would ask my mom and my mom met him and she said, yeah, you know, you can go for a walk around the block and just come right back. You know, she, of course, did her mom checking out stuff, I'm sure, and discovered where he lived and found everything out. And we would just go for these little walks and we would talk about gardens and flowers and just really fun stuff. And he really, truly was just this kind soul. And he was just, walking anyways and he just wanted you know a young companion that could be I guess kind of goofy with him and um, there was nothing out of sorts about it he wasn't any kind of weirdo don't worry about it he was um, when we ever stopped by his home I would see his wife and he showed me his garden and he would explain to me why he did what he did with how he built it to make sure that it was Uh, properly shielded from the hot sun in the summer, and just taught me all sorts of things about life. One of the things that he said to me when it was, I guess you would say wintertime or fall, was we would, you know, he'd take my hand as we'd cross the street, and he'd say, cold hands, warm heart. So I always think of the paradoxes that come with, you know, old soul young heart and cold hands warm heart so it makes me think about these times in our lives right now that we're all going through that are difficult times and the blessings that are sure to arise from it the things that we're sure to learn from these times in our lives that are so difficult, that are challenging and stretching us in ways that we never thought possible. Whether you're a young person and you're looking for love or an older person and you've lost someone you love, you certainly have never been through anything like this in your life and maybe you're not sure how you're going to get through it. I just have to tell you that No matter what it looks like now, the opposite is waiting on the other side. It looks one way, but it truly is the other way. When I'm really struggling with some challenges in my life, and, you know, I don't share a lot of the more challenging times in my life here on the podcast because I don't want to use it as a complaint session. Gosh, that wouldn't be any fun. Who would want to listen to that? Um... But when I'm really struggling with things going on in my life, I remind myself that this is just so temporary. And if you'll remember way back when, I talk about eternity mindset and living for more than just the right now. Because emotions are fleeting and thoughts are even more fleeting. They're so temporary like I can have, you know, I think the human mind has 60,000 thoughts in one day. Our thoughts move around at 365 miles an hour and our mind firing at our best the neurons just so fast. That's like inconceivably fast. And so oftentimes when people have too many thoughts or unclear thoughts, they don't take the time to do the thought downloads. They're mouth can't keep up with their brain and they can't keep themselves straight and they're just going, going, going and they can't get to their point as they continue to go on and then they go home and they're frustrated and they're like, why can't anyone keep up with me? Well, they can't keep up with themselves. So it's easy to feel inundated and overwrought and overrun and Completely flattened by the end of any given day with 60,000 thoughts going on in your mind, with the associated emotions that kind of pull you and jar you and push you about from one thing to the next. And then, not to mention, think about all the human beings that you interact with on a daily basis. If you're just in one or two people's stratosphere, like one or two people's zone, like think about a radar or sonar just picture yourself giving off these kind of pings right or like maybe it's a cold war sonar i just want you to really picture this like boom boom you're giving off 60,000 sonars every day And if there's one other person, they're also giving off those same amount of thoughts and thoughts create energy and those energies are bumping into each other. Now, if you go to a place of business, there's that many more people having that many more thoughts, having, creating that many more emotions, and they're all bouncing off of each other in one place of business. Now you have phone calls in the mix and you have loved ones that you care about. And that's so much creation of energy and interference and confusion and mixed upness. Now, I just really want you to multiply this by 7 billion. I can't do math that high, guys. It's after 5 p.m. I am not going to attempt to times 60,000 by 7 billion. But that's a lot of thoughts on any one given day and many, many emotions that go along with those things. So when we have these things going on in our environment, we're bound to be impacted by them, even if it's only our own or one or two other people and to try to manage them and to try to think that, oh my gosh, I'm going to plot my course. I'm going to go from waking up and feeling fabulous and going to my gratitude and being amazing and being centered and not being knocked off course. I have all the goals that I have planned out. My day is going to be 1000% my own. And every time like I think about going to bed, I'm going to lay my head down on that pillow. It's going to be in control. I, I am the master of my own destiny. Nothing will knock me off That is such a far cry from what happens on any given day, let alone Monday to Friday, let alone Monday to Monday, or a single month, or a year, or five years. You're being impacted by so many things around you that are catastrophic, that are massive life shifts, that have Caused a worldwide pandemic that are, you know, the economy that are, you know, massive, massive shifts in this place we call home, right? In this earth. So, when I talk about going back to the simplistic and going back to the things that bring you joy, that cause you to have peace, that really allow you to recenter and reset yourself. I'm not just saying it for the fun of it. (laughs) I'm not just saying it because I just want it to be rainbows and unicorns and butterflies and puppies. It's truly for the benefit of your centeredness, of your mental health, to increase the capacity that you have to shed the pings of other people's thoughts and emotions and feel your own so that you have a starting point, that your center radius, your um, centrifugal force that is your soul is not swayed by the outside forces that are not you. So that your silence, when you're not listening to things that have nothing truly to do with you, if you'll remember one day I was talking about how politics were getting all the people in the world riled up, and not just in America, but all over the world. Different elections were taking place, and you know, Brexit and all this crazy stuff had people in parliament screaming at each other. Those people don't know who you are. They don't know what you had for dinner last night. They don't know about your concerns about your family members. They don't know what your favorite blouses or where you like to go shopping they don't know the first thing about you so for people to be shouting at each other or you know not just social distancing but unfriending and not talking to family members about these crazy politicians who don't know a single thing about each other like it's just it's crazy it's crazy to think that you're going to get all bent out of shape about these emotions and thoughts of strangers, of people who are truly strangers. There's no need to be defensive and to be feeling like you have to constantly be at wartime because of your own thoughts and desires and emotions. And that's what it sort of feels like sometimes when you go out in the world, if you have never given yourself the time or the luxury or the bandwidth to just get still and to be with yourself, and to allow yourself to feel the emotions that you'd like to feel. If you're constantly reacting to external stimuli, not just people, but the worries that you have about your day-to-day, what you have to do on your to-do list, or if you're looking for a new job, or if you're worried about how you're going to pay the bills, or if you've got to have, you know, the floors cleaned, or if there's For me, right now, I've got to keep backing. (laughs) If you're worried about that kind of stuff constantly and you're just really going on in your mind and you don't let yourself be still and let it go and give it up, whether that's to a higher power through prayer or movement in yoga or meditation or all three different techniques of just letting it exit your body, exit your mind, your peripheral even just you like thinking of that radar, that sonar kind of visual, um, just let it leave your hemisphere of thought, right? It's just not yours. Giving it up so that you don't have to keep it in your even sense of self. It's not you, it's not your concern, and it's all going to work out. We've talked before about affirmations and the power of affirmations, and I'll direct you in the show notes about which episode to go about how affirmations work for your brain. But I really want to get into some belief work here because I think it's important, and I think I have an advantage over anyone who's like, this woman is just polypositivity, because I have a true belief that I cannot control things that are outside of my control (laughs) I cannot change things that I cannot directly influence I cannot make an impact on things that I don't instrumentally have a handle on that if it's not necessarily within my hands or my power to email my senator or write a letter to my congressman, then I can't do something about it, and so I immediately let it go. I turn it over to a higher power if it's bothering me, if it's still truly bothering me, and I have not written my senator or my congressman, I haven't donated to a cause that I believe in, I haven't taken some other inspired action or even organize something like I've literally organized meetups for people to get together for causes that I believe in. <clears throat> I've done things that I know like that I'm called to do that I can actually take action on it. I've exhausted all of my physical, mental, emotional, physical resources. If I know beyond a doubt that there is nothing that I can do, then I release it. I know that I can't stir any of my friends up and get them all riled up for the causes that I believe in. I know that I can't um, even convince my husband about things that are important to me. They have to be important to him for him to take action. Things that bother me, if they still bother me after I've done everything that I can do, then I have to release control. And that's just how it is. So digging into the beliefs, what is it about your personal world today that you believe that you can or cannot change? What is it about your world today that you believe is not good enough or unsatisfactory? Is there something that you can do about it? And if there is, I'm going to encourage you to grab a journal and write down what it is that's bothering you. If there is anything that you can do about it, if there is anything that you can do about your own emotions or thoughts about the thing that can guide you to take more action or to change your position. Perhaps you need to do more research to gain clearer understanding. Maybe it's going to take digging a little deeper to discover what you can do if you feel powerless at the moment. Maybe it's going to take some thought work into developing your own power and to increasing your skill set to where you can take action. If, If you feel passionate enough about it that you should do something about it. Again, I'm gonna encourage you to go back to stillness and ask yourself, is this something I personally need to do something about? Or is my energy best directed elsewhere? Can I gain more resources and then come back and do something about it? Because it's truly hard to spend so much energy worrying or fixating on things that you can't change especially other people, if it's other people's actions, then I've got to tell you, you're probably not going to be able to do much about it, (laughs) whether they're close to you or far removed, as in the case of politicians. If they're close to you and they're family members and it's your children or it's your parents or it's family or friends, whatever it might be, and you're worried that they're going to ruin their lives, and you've done all you can do by being a friend or listening guiding, showing examples, supporting, whether it's fiscally or um, emotionally, and they're still making bad choices, and you can't change them, then you have to change you. My dad had a really good saying years ago, and it really helped me out. He used to say, bless them and change me. And it was just so simple. Like whenever I was so frustrated, he'd just say it. Bless them. Change me. I mean, it works in any situation. Like, whenever you're frustrated about anything, bless them. Change me. You can say it virtually anywhere. (laughs) Try it. Next time you're frustrated, believe me, it'll work. So, cold hands, warm heart, old soul, Young laughter. (laughs) Sometimes you really do have to just let go of the challenging things and the tough things and just appreciate the small things around you and let go of the bigger things so that you can notice what is good around you. Once you've gone through some of this exercise, some of the things that you can do and noticing that maybe you can't do anything... Maybe you go to the polar opposite. You go to what's good right now. I can't change this, but I do have control over how I'm feeling, over what I'm thinking about, over where my focus is. I can't do anything about my children messing up in school, but I can do something about how I feel right now. I can choose to treat myself to something. I can choose to lead by example and do better at my work to get a promotion. Or, maybe it's you're having trouble at work. I can't do anything about my boss who's behaving badly, but I can choose to set very strong boundaries. Maybe you decide that you can't do anything about what's going on in the pandemic right now, but you can choose to make healthy choices at home that make you feel good. Eating better food, walking outside, getting some sunshine, appreciating the things in your neighborhood. Maybe you can grow closer to your family by doing different activities than just turning on the TV or um, wishing that there were times that you could travel, right? Maybe you can plan out a great trip for when things are better brainstorm ideas together, get some magazines, go online, print out a bunch of things that are fun, make a creation box. Looking at things in a different perspective is so helpful. Let me just tell you, when you are very, very frustrated with the way that something is, you can always just pivot and turn the exact opposite direction away from it so that your mind doesn't just continue to want to go in that direction. You can say, that's still there. I appreciate that. But I'm not going to choose to think about it right now. I'm going to choose to do this and be intentional. Cold hands, warm heart. Old soul, young heart. Focusing on the simple and taking it one thing at a time clearing out your mind, allowing yourself space, allowing yourself grace to get through this. Because I know you can. People have gone through so many atrocities in the world up to this point. There's been world wars, concentration camps. There have been the pandemic of 100 years ago with the different waves that lasted. When I was doing research about it, I discovered that the second wave was worse than the first, and the third was even worse than the second. And I only recently discovered that, obviously, many of you may know, but we're in a record season of highs right now for cases and deaths. And the reason why it happened this way in the past was because people got impatient. So when you feel the least patient, try to hang on to what you can to be more patient. Hang on to the little things and eventually the hard parts will be over and the good times will come to pass. I hope this is helpful for you. I know for me I've had my own struggles in the recent weeks and there's certainly plenty to be thankful for, plenty to be blessed about. But just knowing that if this helps one person, it makes my entire day if you'd like to chat more or if you need some encouragement of any sort, please feel free to email me at info at quantumhighways and know that I'm cheering for you, I'm rooting for you, and I'm developing a specific program that's going to work quite a lot on success consciousness, worthiness and our belief system. It's called I Am Worthy. I'm so excited for it. Again, to get in touch with me, you can reach out to info at quantumhighways.com or you can always go to www.quantumhighways.com. Until next time, take care.